Hello, welcome everybody to the GK for Free podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Hunter Gilstrap, and I'm here with Will Marshall. Um, it's been a while, but um, we are back and still with the goal of uh, bringing you uh, the best free goalkeeping content on the internet. That's uh, still our, our big goal, and we uh, are going to continue to make strides towards that. Um, if you keep up with us and what we've been doing, it's been a little while. So uh, we're going to take some time today to explain what's been going on in, in both of our lives and um, sort of put the roadmap out there for uh, what might be coming down the pike. So um, there's not a whole lot to talk about aside from, you know, Will, what's been going on with you and, and what's been going on uh, with me. Um, yeah, that's really so. it. Yeah, that, that's literally really it. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, been three months. I just checked three months. Yeah. So some some context around three months, like, I guess we'll get into that. So we'll tell yeah. you. What. So, um, you know, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm busy. Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are you busy with right now? Well, so I mean, let's, let's think April 15th was our last podcast, right? So that was preseason I think for the Riverhounds we're still in preseason that was like so when I just started um and so now we're 14 games in um so for everyone that doesn't know and I think we we did mention this we, in sort I of don't the, think we officially did but yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah. officially but Will has uh joined the pro team staff for the Pittsburgh Riverhounds uh working with the goalkeepers so a lot of what we'll talk about today is going to be around that and Will's experience but just to give you some context there yeah, for sure right into 14 games down the road. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, just jumped, <laughs> skipped three months, 14 games in now. And I mean, we're doing well, you know, I mean, we were in second place in the, in the division. Um, and you know, it's, you know, our, our goalkeepers have been playing well. It's, it's been good. I mean, it's, it's a lot at times. Like I don't feel like I'm necessarily super busy to the point where I have no time to do anything. Cause I play a free time still because, you know, I still manage, Marshall Fitness, and I have more clients now than I did the last time we did a podcast. I think I, I actually doubled in size, maybe over doubled in size by since then. Um, and so, I don't know. I mean, I'm there every day from you know nine to one. Today I was there till two, and um, you know it's good. I mean, I, I enjoy being out on the field every day. I mean, it's it. it it's interesting because I, I was just talking to my sister about this and we were talking about how like when you're you know when you're really focused on something like you realize that you're you don't think right um you get into like a flow state and like that happens to me almost every day now and it's so weird because I don't think about it until I think about it you know I just realize I'm like oh I haven't thought about anything in a long time and like that's a it's a good sign like that's what everybody kind of wants to yeah. to be at whether they know it or not and um so I think that's a good thing I mean it's it means I'm focused and enjoying what I'm doing so it's been it's been all good cool let's get let's dig into that a little bit so um with the pro team obviously this is your first time i mean you've worked you've been around pros a lot right you've been worked with yeah you've had relationships i think with most of the pros that have come through here and play with the team over the last who knows mm -hmm. how many years uh, because of yeah. working with the riverhounds goalkeeper academy and uh and pros have always been close to the to the kids in our academy yeah. uh, because of the nature of that but um, I guess, I mean, the biggest question is what, what are you enjoying about it the most? I, and I guess you did kind of touch on that already sort of, you know, to get to that sort of ideal state every yeah. single day. 
Uh, but what else? What's what else is fun about it? Um, so I think I really like working in the pro environment because I mean the levels are so much higher than you know what I've been around in the past. I mean I've been around you know I was in obviously with Virginia Tech I was in the ACC, but I don't know. There's something about being around pros like it's just a lot more tidy. I guess you know you don't see. Um, I don't want to say mistakes, but like it's just the expectations always there for what training is going to be, and then it's just steady, I guess. And you know, I really enjoy serving. I think my kicking is the best it's been in a really long time because I do so much of it. I mean, I think I hit a hundred crosses today from all over the place, and um, that was starting to beat me up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was I was hurting there for probably about a month or two in, and I just kind of had to weather it and. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good time and like it, it's always a high level and um, I don't know. I think the guys like they they probably could have justifiably been like, who is this guy? You know, right. like, you know, Will Marshall, you know, yeah, I've, I've done some things, but I never played pro like I'm this undersized goalkeeper like and this guy's going to be our coach. And I, I think they, they could have taken that. Um, you know, that stance on things, but I don't think personally that's the right way to go about it. Um, you know, regardless of that coming from me or, you know, being anybody else, but, you know, they made it really easy for me to come in and kind of like, you know, they listen to me, they want to hear what I have to say. And, um, you know, I really appreciate that from, you know, our goalkeepers because it was kind of a simple transition. Like I didn't feel like I had to, I definitely had to, I don't want to say prove myself, but I mean, you know, those first couple of weeks, like everyone's kind of getting used to each other. And, and I mean, it, it wasn't a hard transition. Yeah, that's great. And, and I know um, what's, what is the dynamic between, cause Mike Bohanik's involved with the goalkeepers as well. Mike's the goalkeeper coach for the men's team at university of Pittsburgh and has been um, with the river hounds and sort of a, I don't want to say part-time capacity, but you know, he, he comes and goes basically because his pit commitment obviously is his first on his list. Mm -hmm. So, uh, talk a little bit about the relationship that you have between Bahanic and, and how that works sort of, and you could even put it in the context of like how, how it works between the two of you throughout a week and how you collaborate on sessions. And cause I yeah. think that is such a unique sort of learning opportunity for you because, you know, he's a guy that has been a pro he's coach, he's played at a high level. He played in MLS and in, in the USL, and then he's coached, division one college with top programs and, and he's been with these national teams. Right. So mm -hmm. no better coach. So he's been on our podcast. Right. So we're, right. we're we have a relationship with him there is obviously as well. And um, talk a little bit about that, explain the relationship, explain how that works and, and, and how this is a curveball I'm throwing at you because I didn't tell you we were going to talk about this, but, and how that sort of uh, you know, how it's going, how, how that's helping you and your development um, and the learning phase. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's been, um, it's been really good. I mean, I really enjoy, you know, working closely with him, um, especially from like a, a coach to coach perspective rather than like, you know, in the past, so, like I was a player and he was my coach and, you know, it's, there's, there's very much like a mentorship there between the two of us, but at the same time, like, it's not that I am, I don't, I don't think, I see it this way. I don't think he sees it this way. And I don't think the rest of the staff see it this way, but it's not like I'm the first year coach and then he's the guy with all this experience. And it's like, you know, I have to, you know, 
run everything by him or, or yeah. whatever, you know, it's, it's kind of like, we're very much almost side by side in the sense of how we do things. Right. Um, so, you know, like he doesn't travel with the team, um, you know, within reason, cause he's, he's with pit full time and, you know, he has a young child. And so, I mean, it would be crazy if he did, I, I think you, there's been talk he might get like one, one away trip here and there, but you know, who knows if that'll, that'll happen. But, um, but so, I mean, so he's around for training every day, as long as there's nothing that he needs to be at a pit. And then he's, he's been at just about every home game. I think he missed one home game because of recruiting. Mm-hmm. And so usually, um, you know, he'll come in and most days we'll talk about, kind of the week ahead, like we'll talk on like the weekend or something like that. And then he'll come in with a session planned. It's usually like in his, in his mind. And then, you know, we talk about it as we go through the session and then I mostly do the serving. And then, you know, here and there, we talk about different things. This week's been a little different because Pitt has a camp. So um, I've planned the sessions for Monday and today, and then he's come in right on time and they just kind of jumps right in and does what I've been doing is just coming in and serving and then following whatever I've planned out. That's cool. And, yeah. So it's been, I mean, it's always, it, it's very, um, you know, it's a, it's just, I don't want to say it's easy going, but it's kind of easy going. Like it's very, it's, it's simple. Like, I mean, we, we manage just fine with how, how we plan things. And then, you know, we'll both watch video when we're on the road, he'll watch the games and then we'll talk, you know, the, the next day or the day after and just kind of, you know, see, you know, how the goalkeepers played and, you know, yeah, it's been all, it's been all good. Cool. That's, I, I mean, it's exciting for me to hear. I mean, I'm, I obviously miss that world and miss being being part of that stuff, but um, you know, don't have time for that that life. Yeah. Glad that yeah. you're able to be in there and, and committed and travel every weekend and uh, and fully dive into it. This this part of your life, almost the same way you would as a as a player. I mean, that's a, this is the closest thing you can be to being a pro player, right? Mm-hmm. And without all the well, there's stress. Obviously, there's stress involved because you know performance. Yeah. That can fall on your shoulders, but. Yeah, it's good space uh, to learn and grow. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I'm in a good spot for it. I mean, being 25, turning 26, and uh, you know, I just I just moved out of home. So last time we did a podcast, I was living at home, and I I moved out about a month ago, and I'm on Mount Washington now. Which I mean, for those not from Pittsburgh, it's basically on the edge of. I mean, it is Pittsburgh, but I live. I mean, I'm right above Highmark Stadium now. So yeah. every day I have a eight minute drive to the stadium, and if I really really wanted to, I could walk there but I don't think I'd, I'd do that to myself. But uh, I remember that too. I lived up there, I think two, two or three of the years that I was with the team there towards the end of my playing career. And it was certainly nice. Yeah. It yeah. It's a great spot. So, um, so let's talk about some of the challenges. Um, we talked about the fun part. What's what you're enjoying, how well it's going. What, what do you think have been, you know, personally so far, the biggest challenges with, you know, working with pros. I, I know you touched a little bit on, uh, the idea of, you know, you not having a background being a pro goalkeeper and coming in here with these pros and feeling there, there's not a ton of friction there. But, you know, is that a challenge? Is there something around there? Are there other things that have been a challenge? I mean, you even talked a little bit about just the physical workload. I don't think too many really understand just how physically challenging it can be to be a goalkeeper coach, especially if you have other obligations that are physical, like also coaching kids or like you're doing, you know, you're kind of weight trainings physical training is really big on you. So that's obviously cutting in there. So um, sure. let's talk a lot of some of those things and, or all of them. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I think, uh, 
I mean, when it comes to like, you know, like I was saying, like with my background, like there's, and, and I wouldn't say this is something that's even specific to, to soccer and even like with what I'm doing with Riverhounds, but there's always that little bit of like imposter syndrome, you know, and it's like that. And everybody, everyone goes through this. I even go through it with martial fitness like half the time. And it, it's just the idea of like, if you don't know what imposter syndrome is, it's like, um, you know, there's like a voice in your head where it's like, do you really know what you're talking about? Like, is this, I'm not, like, really, I'm not really qualified for this. Yeah. Someone's yeah. Like find and, out that whole, right. There's somebody other. else that knows better than me. And the thing about that is like, it's never going to go away. And then there's, there's, there's ways to manage it. And I mean, it's never something that really affects me. Like, heavily but it's always there you know yeah. and and so there's that and you, know, you just kind of have to like you know think about your own experiences and like you know where you've come from and then you know obviously i'm in this position for a reason um it's not i didn't just like stumble upon this i mean i kind of did but it wasn't like I got, i'm not here because you know bob and Vis don't think i deserve to be here and so that's that's all i really have to tell myself at the end of the day um but I mean, other challenges, I think this is another weird one too. And, and this is also goes, is across the board, even with personal training is like, I feel, and I, I mean, maybe you could uh, speak on this too, is like, for some reason, I always feel like I have to keep training like new and exciting. And I think about that as like from a coaching perspective. And then even as personal training, like when I'm writing programs, like I feel like I always have to be doing something new. I got to keep it so that people don't get bored and I've always felt that way, even with the Academy kids. Like I thought like, Oh, I don't want to do a session that I just did like two weeks ago because it's too fresh. They're going to know. And they're going to be like, Oh, we just did this. But then no one thinks that, like, I never thought that. And, you know, as a player, and I even said to uh, Chris, one of our keepers, I was like, Hey, do you ever think about the fact that like we do a session maybe two weeks apart? He was like, never. And, and it comes down to like goalkeeping is not changing. Like it's always going to be the same stuff. You have to train the same way because it's the same position all the time. And, but still I find myself wanting to do like have new things and like have new sessions and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it always comes around to being the same thing. Yeah. I I mean, I think a little bit about there's like my personality and you could agree or disagree with this is like, I don't get too far away from teaching the same concepts around, right. You know, whatever the, the idea, the tactical idea or the technical point, like I more or less come at it the same way but I don't know that I ever designed a session the same way twice. And I think a little bit of that is because for that same reason. And a little bit too, is just the way that, you know, I just, it just never comes out the same way. Like I might, I might not be presenting the idea in the same way. I'm not going to talk about it the same way. It's going to be about based on what's fresh in my mind. And so I, I think it's important that it stays fresh in delivery, but mm-hmm. it can, the content can can be the same right and it's important that it's the same and i think even more so at the professional level you know you start to get into these rhythms right these rhythms yeah. of you know recovery match day right recovery rest right then your first day or two of the new work week right you're going to train really after you've had your recovery day then you're going to get after mm-hmm. it right you're going to work really hard yeah probably gonna have another rest day somewhere in the middle and then when you're in the back half of the week, it's like, all right, we're going to work on dealing with crosses today. We're going to work on some distribution and some light handling, maybe the day before the game and maybe anything specific to the scouting report of, of that particular opponent. Maybe it's a way they yeah. hit three kicks or 
something specific they do on the delivery. Um, but it's hard to get creative within that. If, if you've got four three to four training sessions a week and everybody think, oh, they're pros, they train every single day, but you're really only looking at three to four, you know, windows of training where you were with the keepers. I mean, it, it runs long from time to time in, in your environment specifically, but where you're with the keepers, you know, 30 to 50 minutes. Yeah. On average, probably. Right. So you got actually a lot to pack in there and if you try to get too creative with it, then you get away from the stuff that they really need. But, but part of that too, right. Is the more you do it and the more you work with these kids is starting to have a sense of their personalities and their sort of appetite for, for that, some sort of thing. Some goalkeepers want the same thing the same way every single week. Some don't want to get bored. Right. And I think that just comes with, you start to have a sense of who wants what, you know, after the more that you're with them and the more rapport you have with them. And yeah. Um, honestly, I think it's more, it's probably more pressing with youth goalkeepers to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, but they got to get over that a little bit. Honestly, if they're getting, if they're getting bored and it, it, it almost has to be a little bit boring and repetitive um, around those important developmental years, right? 12, 13, 14, in order to get the habits in there the right way. And I probably am, at fault for going too much on with those ages of too much, too repetitive, too much the same way. But I think it's important. Yeah. So, I, don't know. I don't know. That's something you'll figure out. The more you do it, the better you get with it. And yeah, you got to get that feedback. Ask like, there's no more valuable tool than asking the keepers those questions. Yeah. Because as much as you might have the head coach telling you that they need to get better at this, this, and this, at the end of the day, it's, they need to feel good about what's, what they're about to do on match day. Right. And that's going to have a lot to do with what they did in the couple of days leading up. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think generally like, you know, we're on the road that session the day before is always the same because like, you know, we go to New York on Thursday to play the Red Bulls Friday. We'll train Thursday when we get there. And like, I've already, you know, done this trip once and like, we'll show up and, you know, it'll be the exact same session. Like we'll have, 25 minutes and then probably go into small sided or something like that. And then, so that's obviously exactly the same. Um, I don't know. I just think about it in, in the sense of like, I think, and it's probably a normal thing. Like as a coach, like you're, you're, you always set things up in a similar framework and I'm always trying to like get a look into another framework. So that's what I think is really good about being around Bahonic is because he sets things up in his own way and he kind of, it all roots from the same kind of, like I was saying, framework, like it's like, you know, it's, there'll be, you know, ball here, ball here. And then somehow it all works in and, you know, his drills can be almost a little complicated sometimes because there's a lot of moving parts and you got to remember a lot of things, but you know, then I, minor, I try to be really, really simple. And then I try to almost kind of combine the two and then, you know, just being around other coaches is helpful. Yeah, it is. And I think being around other coaches is one of the most important things for, you know, that was probably one of the points where I tried to be like self-critical often is I didn't have a lot of opportunity to go and watch other coaches do what they do and not getting yeah. too, not falling too in love with the way that I like to do things. Right. And that's, and have, not having that idea, that opportunity to do that particularly often is where I really tried to lean on the goalkeepers that were there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do, what would you rather do? Is this, is there, is there part, part of this that, you know, it feels like too much workload is, would you, is there something else you'd rather add into the week is there something you'd like to take out like 
Yeah. I think, I think that's a good sort of in between for anybody that doesn't have that opportunity to go watch. But when you do have those opportunities, go watch, but also get, make sure you're getting context. You know what I mean? If yeah. you're going to watch, like, and if you go to watch a, you know, an MLS group of goalkeepers train and, and you don't have an opportunity to have a conversation with the goalkeeper coach, you know, I think it's a dangerous way to approach goalkeeping and probably something you see more often than ever now with social media. So you can see a session and mm-hmm. see what's being done and have no context, right? Cause you don't know why it was planned. You don't know what the objectives are, right? And without having that piece, if you're only focusing on what you're seeing and then trying to recreate it, you can really miss the boat and, oh, yeah. and really create some challenges for your goalkeepers. And yeah, I've been on, I've been on the goalkeeping end of those kind of sessions before. Yeah, for sure. Right. And you need the context. And, and if you don't, don't copy, if you don't know the why, or if you know the why yeah. go for it, but if you don't know the why, yeah. Don't copy. Stick to what you're comfortable with and what you understand and be able to answer the questions that your keepers have. Yeah. Um, what else? What else is going on with you? Anything? Um, I know you said you nearly doubled inside now with Marshall Fitness. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, I don't know. It's been more of the same. Like, I'm trying to think where I was in April. I, you know, there because there was a period of time where I went up to, I had five clients and then I dropped to three for like a long time. And, you know, it's, it's weird being one of those, like, you know, having your own business where this thoughts just go through your head. It's like, well, what if I don't get any more clients? And I never thought that I wouldn't because I mean, the way I look at it is like key to being successful at anything is just to work hard, be good to people and keep showing up. And just do it. that's just what I kept doing. And I was just like, you know, I, I probably spend, I mark out like one day per week to come up with some marketing stuff on Canva because Canva is the best. And, uh, you know, I use, you know, I talk to my, my clients every week, at least, at least once a week. And then, you know, what did it was there was one guy that I've had for a while posted his six month transformation and he's very popular in the Pittsburgh area. Cause he's a realtor and he sells a lot of houses and he has a lot of followers and so that got me a lot of traffic. And then from there, I think after that post, I'm pretty sure I signed up like three people in a matter of two days, which like for me, I mean, any one more client is significant all the time. And right. so there was a point where I was at eight. Now I'm down to seven. And it's really just a matter of like three of my people are very new. So it's a matter of taking care of them and making sure they get like really, really good results. And then from there, I mean, you just kind of just inch my way into each new network and so, um, I mean, recently I posted that I was going to cap it at 10 and if I get to 10, I think I will for a little bit, just to make sure that I can manage all those people. And then from there, it's just, you know, things continue. Then I'll just keep going. The, the, actually the, the course that I took back in September that allowed me to set up the, the business as it is now has a level two. And, um, I've talked to some people within that organization about that. And I may consider doing that. I mean, it's just, it would, I mean, it's another, you know, investment into, the, the business and kind of trying to do more, I guess. Like I'm always thinking about like, what more can I do? Even, even outside how scale, of, how do you scale one person? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's always like, there's always more to offer, I think. And it's just a matter of figuring it out because I mean, it's always changing. Like, I mean, the way that I wrote programs a year ago and the, the, like the pricing and like the formatting 
it, it's always different. Like I just changed it again from what I was doing two months ago. Right. And so there's always something new to do. And like, I mean, it's a good thing. Like, I mean, it's like, there's always problems to solve, which I mean, that's just life. Like if you don't have problems to solve, then you're going to have some issues, but um, it's been good. I mean, it, it's so manageable too. Cause I mean, it's just all from my phone. Like I was in, we were in Hartford. Uh, I think it was the first month and I, I was taking sales calls like just before on game day, like five hours before I was just down the lobby calling people. And I signed up a client like on the road. And uh, so, I mean, there's, there's time and it's, it's nice. It's easy. I'm a little jealous. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for the Will Marshall entrepreneurship podcast. Hey, I, you know what? <laughs> it's not a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> I got to get the blog back going again. That, I think that's what I got to do. Well, and I think this is too, this is relevant to, you know, to goalkeeping, whether you're a player now or whether you're a coach or whether you're both. Right. I mean, there's this whole space of like, what else do you do? How do you fund your passion? Right. So yeah, you're actually funding your passion with another passion. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. having that balance within your, within your life, I think there's, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. And a lot of people that could, are probably really jealous to have a, you know, a typical nine to five and do a little sure. bit of something on the side. Right. Cause they really want to do that thing on the side. So yeah. My only I mean, advice there is get after it early. Like if you're passionate, don't be afraid yeah. Don't wait, like don't wait to get set up at, right out of college and get secure, just attack your passion and you'll invest into it what you need to from a time and energy standpoint. And eventually you'll be paying your bills. Yeah. Well, I mean, 100%. It's, I, I even, this, that conversation is something that I, I don't really bring it up a lot because I think there's a lot of people that are in that situation and I don't, I don't but want if to make don't it pursue like it, I'm... it's time. It is time sensitive. If you don't attack it in that time of life, yeah, you potentially miss the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and it's you just have to you just have to do it. And that sounds so like that's not helpful, but that's really all it is. I mean, my it's my brother, for example, right now he he has a he works in like advertising and marketing, and I may even be wrong about that, but he is like really into like photography, and he wants to start like a side hustle type thing of. Just doing do something it. like that and you know right he's texting me he's like oh like i don't know what my name's gonna be and i was like it doesn't sure. matter we'll take just pictures. go just yeah just go and put something together and throw it out there and then just put them on keep doing that yeah and that's all it has to be and then eventually you're gonna gain a little bit of traction and then you just have to ride that and then eventually if you keep showing up like you know people are gonna find their way to you right absolutely and they're so yeah we, uh, i mean there's a different podcast for another day whatever yeah. um we gotta talk a little bit too about the podcast itself and evolution yeah. and all that. Kind yeah. Of yeah. 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 So I don't mean to put a pin in that, but um, no, I mean, this is a, this is a transition now we're, we're on to you. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. So right, some couple yeah. things to talk about. Let's, let's, uh, let's get into that real quick and try to be out of here in 10, 15 minutes. So Hunter, tell us about pro player. All right. So, it's been a while, right, since our last podcast, and there's been a reason for that. And the biggest is around, this, um, you know, I have been a member of the Pittsburgh Riverhounds as a player or a staff since I came to Pittsburgh to play in 2010 for that season. So finally in May, um, with a lot of thoughtful consideration and involving my family and input and finally made a decision to step away from the organization on good terms right? Maintaining relationships as much as possible. Um, and and the, the big reason for that was around 
getting a great career opportunity back in January uh, with Dick Sporting Goods working in technology um, and using sort of the period from January where I took that job through April to kind of test, you know, what the work-life balance between that job plus uh, being the director of goalkeeping for the Riverhounds Academy looked like and um, got to a point, I don't know, not, not even two months into that where it started to really feel like it was a little too much. And, and I'll, I'll, part of my move out of coaching full-time um, in the beginning when I stepped away from being a pro coach and, and only doing coaching for a career was to have more time with my family. We have two kids, both adopted, um, three or almost three and, and one years old now. And, and so wanting to be around on nights, wanting to be home on the weekends and not traveling, no offense to Will and everything that he's doing now and really enjoying, but you know, there's a time and a season in life for all of these things. So sure. I am no longer in a, in a time and a season where I want to be gone on the nights and the weekends. So formally stepped away, right? But you know, this is my passion. And, and so the step away from the podcast in April had a lot to do with figuring out, all right, well, what will coaching look like? How am I still, how am I still going to be involved in goalkeeping? Um, and how, how's that going to affect the podcast? Do I continue to do the podcast? Am I, how am I going to coach? And so um, through a lot of conversation with Will and, and sort of the, was able to use him as sort of a resource for what's it look like to start your own business and um, came up with the idea to start my own. Um, I don't even know what I would call it necessarily. I'm, technically an LLC, but uh, I don't want to call it a goalkeeping academy. I want to call it, it's more of a, a goalkeeper um, training resource, right? It's, a, it's, it's private lessons, it's group sessions, it's, um, it's basically whatever it can be. It's consulting with, with clubs and, and organizations that need help with, with their goalkeeping. Um, and the idea for calling it pro player, I didn't want to stick my name on it. They want to be called Hunter Gilstrap goalkeeping and uh, obviously my background is in, in the pro world. I've been fortunate enough to have that experience, but um, obviously you got to have an acronym. So uh, especially coming from the world that I'm in now, the corporate world, everything's an acronym. So P-R-O, right? It's actually, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a call out to my background. It's also a sort of a shout to this, this concept of, you know, having a passion and how do you get to the outcome? So if, you know, you have your passion and you have your goal, right? That's the P and the O, but you know, how do you get there? And, and you know, as well as I know that it's, it's repetitions, right? So the formula for our, our tagline for pro player is passion plus reps equals outcome. So um, what an acronym that is. I did not <laughs> see that coming. I, I mean, I knew about pro player for, you know, the name, but then it wasn't until I looked at your website and it said passion plus reps is outcome. I was like, wow. Like I just yeah, never I thought it fell, fell on my head one day. Um, yeah. So, so that's where we're at. And honestly, the idea has been, yeah, this will be the, you know, for profit, it's for profit, right? I mean, it, it, it is a call it a side hustle, call it what you will. Um, but in a capacity that is uh, only works with my current work schedule, right? So the timing worked nicely with rolling things out in the summer. And basically I said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do some private lessons, put the website out there, see what happens. And so I opened up mon or mo mornings during the week before I start work, 7.30 to 8.20, 50-minute sessions. And within, you know, a week or 10 days, had more or less the entire summer booked up. So then I was like, wow, I mean, that's a lot. So what am I supposed to do now? I don't want to turn anyone away. 
So then decided to add an hour before that thinking, you know, there's no one, no one in their right mind that's going to want to book, you know, 6.30, 6.40am session yeah. to do goalkeeper training. But, you know, believe it or not, almost booked up through, through August. So, crazy. so it's been crazy. And, and we also started a, you know, a group of college goalkeepers that Jules is doing. Will's sister Jules is, is involved there. And, and she's actually my, and doing two camps, right? The two camps are mostly around one really for beginners and then one for the more advanced goalkeepers. So it's not a big time commitment. I've got those nights and weekends with my family. And then obviously, you know, once the fall hits, there will be some sort of regular weekly training sessions offered. So I'm working on the logistics of that right now. But so what's that mean for the podcast? Um, I'm working on that, you know, tying the brands together. I didn't want to shut GK for free down and call it the pro player uh, podcast. Um, I, I think we're the direction we're headed is, you know, GK for free powered by pro player um, and yeah. obviously sports, of course, as you can see all around here. Um, but I think, you know, the big picture plan is I want GK for free to be free all the time. I mean, you we've talked about that a lot and how passionate we are about that. And I think, um, I want to have free training opportunities for goalkeepers in Pittsburgh and, and hopefully, you know, maybe across the country and then also want to have free coaching clinics as well. Um, you know, same idea. So the idea is that pro player can help drive pro player and the podcast can help drive some of those free training opportunities that we can actually hope to continue to go out there and do some good, maybe have a real life sort of version of what we're trying to do here with this podcast. So that's where we're at right now that's a lot. Um, that's what's going that's on. Um, and so we'll be talking a lot about pro player, uh, as we move forward into the future. All right. I mean, we're in a good spot. I think, I mean, a lot's not a bad thing. It's a lot of, a lot of directions. Things can go at the same time, which is good. That's what you yeah. want. And intentionally a little bit open-ended right now, just to, again, do it, do it in the capacity that makes sense and, and see what happens down the road. Yeah. Sure. See, uh, are there any other questions I was supposed to I don't ask? Know. I don't know. Are there any questions that you're supposed to ask? I'm not sure. I think we're um, good. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we covered it. I mean, if uh, I mean, if we're leaving it here, we're not going to give any hints as to our, who our future guests are going to be or anything. Well, um, nice job. I think I think we do have a, a confirmed guest that'll sort of be brand a brand new around you know a couple of different things for us. We you know we really haven't not by design, but we haven't had any uh, women's goalkeepers on, on the podcast yet. We've had some great guests, pro uh, coaches and, and college coaches and pro goalkeepers, MLS goalkeepers and USL keepers. Um, and we're, you know, we have not had any female goalkeepers. And I think that's a bit of a problem, right? Because you, I've worked with tons of female, female goalkeepers over the years. I've probably trained more female goalkeepers than, than men's goalkeepers. And you know, the fact that we're not providing something that can specifically address their needs that, you know, so that's a, as they sort of reboot GK for free, wanted to make sure we have a really awesome women's goalkeeper with a bright future that I think is going to be making a big impact at the pro level. Um, it's already doing so at the, the college level and has been in with the youth national teams, uh, Hensley handcuff. So She'll be, she's confirmed that she can, she's going to try to find some time in her schedule to join us. And so the next time you're seeing us or hearing from us, uh, it will be with Hensley and we'll be hearing her really awesome story of um, 
challenge, right? Meeting, meeting, yes. meeting adversity and, and overcoming and, and working hard. And, um, you know, I just want to hear about her and, 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 and how she's gotten to where she is and, um, what her plan is for her future. Cause she, she, the, some other stuff that's super cool about her and what she does, is, you know, she's, she's also very focused on her brand, right. And, and, and her presence on social media. And mm-hmm. I think that with the, the change this summer around the NCAA and college athletes, I think she's going to hopefully have some good questions for her around, you know, how she's approaching that and navigating that and sponsorship and all those things. She hasn't sent us a, uh, you know, uh, how much it's going to cost you. So hopefully we can still get away uh, yeah. with doing it for free because that's about yeah. the budget we operate on. Yeah, she has a her stories, something, and I'm I'm really excited to hear it from her perspective. Yeah. You know, I was reading up on her and just it, I mean, it was like I thought I had like that was it, and then yeah. I was reading more, and then there's so much more to like you know just her how she got to where she is now and it's yeah it's crazy so we're not gonna, gonna spoil be, it so if you no. want to go read up on hensley she's a she's a goalkeeper at clemson university for the women's team which is where i went to college uh too so that's another reason i think this is pretty cool um yeah so so that's it um that's what we got coming up anything exciting who are you guys playing this week you said you mentioned uh, we're, yeah we're at new york for the to play the red bulls for the third time yeah uh, three or four and then the following week we're home against Hartford and then uh, away at Charleston. Yeah. Uh, and I'm okay putting this out on the air too. If anybody hears it, they're like, oh, that's cool. And I've listened all the way through your podcast. I heard that thing you said at the end. Uh, then, I, you know, I'll obviously have the conversation with them, but I want you to put a bug in your ears with your pro guys about potentially, you know, potentially doing a winter uh, camp with some pros. I started having some conversations already, and I think it's going to be a thing that we can – bring some guys into town and see what we can do. So yeah, uh, maybe start planting that seed and see if one or two of those guys might be in town. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure they will be. Uh, I think at least, I know one for a fact will be here, so. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, this has been GK for free. Will, you got anything before we go? Some wisdom? Uh, not really. I mean, like I said before, just just keep showing up. That's all. That's all you got to do. And if you have an idea, if you've got something on your mind that you really want to do, like, and that's pro player as well. Like, uh, you know, I've had it in my mind a long time. That's why I started this podcast, right? I had a passion for putting this knowledge out in the world, and then now I'm able to do it from a coaching perspective as well. Like, go do it, right? Start a yeah. podcast, start a social page, put start putting content out there. You know, if you like to make music, record yourself, put it out on social, right? Just start doing it and see what happens. Yeah. Don't get as far stuck. as I know, you're only alive one time. So I don't know I don't know what we're what we're waiting for. Don't get stuck in the planning, right? Don't get stuck in the what if. Don't get stuck in the what is everyone everybody gonna think. Yeah. yeah. And the day doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Happiness right. is important. Yeah. Uh that's a John North quote. John North? Who? It's not John. The weightlifter? Yeah, it's John North. Is that his name? Yeah, that's the right name. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, love, love your life book. or change it. That was, that's his big Oh, thing. no, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Love your life or change it. Mm-hmm. There we go. We just plugged John yeah. North. We'll have to that's him. Yeah. If you can listen to our long podcast. Yeah. Well, All right. over here, thanks, Aviata Sports. Ben, thanks for the jersey. 
yeah, right that's there. A little special sick jersey. I've, I've been eyeing that the whole time. Yeah, uh, I feel kind of bad. He gave. It, I asked him for it. <laughs> but uh, GK for free, powered by Pro Player and Avia Sports. Thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks for learning, uh, and buckle up because we got a lot on board. Yeah, more to come. Yeah, more to come. Thanks, everybody.